The Dot Connectors, brought to you by Omnia Global. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. This one is hugely insightful. It's the type of episode that you send on to your friends and family because there's something in it for everybody to take away and look at their behavior, their mindset. It's all about clean energy. And if you're alive today, you can't escape the topic of climate change, sustainability, incremental changes, but also the huge gap between the more advantaged economies who are completely plugged in from an energy standpoint through to those in the world who aren't even on the energy grid and producing their own energy and actually at uh, sometimes a fatal outcome to them. How can we have such a big gap in today's modern world? Well, the individual that I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing this week, Wolfgang Krohn, CEO of Ventum Dynamics, is trying to bridge this gap. And his brand promise is it's ambitious, but it's simple. And that is clean and renewable energy for everyone, anywhere in the world. We also had the pleasure of inviting our CEO, Daniel Hansen, to join us to then talk about the energy sector from an investor standpoint. What are investors looking for uh, from companies that are looking to bridge that gap, find these solutions so that actually we are at an individual level more aware and more focused on all things climate change and energy. So sit back, enjoy and make sure you tune in next time. Wolfgang, welcome to our podcast. How are you today? I'm, I'm pleased to be here and, uh, and uh, happy to be invited. Uh, everything uh, is, uh, is uh, good here in Stavanger. Uh, everything except the weather, of course, which is not so good, but it's, it's what we used to here on the west coast of Norway. So, Standard. I mean, the UK, we're in August and I'm wearing a black jumper and had a coat on earlier. I mean, that's the UK. I'm glad that we've got off to, you're, you're on the same wavelength. We're already talking about the weather. I'm sure you're a Brit yeah. deep down. It's just a standard <laughs> standard intro. But I must add today, listeners, we've 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 got another person in, in the conversation today. We've got our very own CEO, Daniel Hansen, joining us. Daniel, how are you today? I am good as well. I'm good as well. Uh, happy good. to be here, especially with Wolfgang, one of the Creator guys, one of the, definitely one of the best guys I, I've heard about in Norway. <laughs> oh, so in Norway, cool okay. I noticed you didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. you didn't go for full stop like global. <laughs> That's fine. He won't take that personally. <laughs> well, look, it's it's great to have both of you on, and um, you know, today, listeners, we're going to have a really good chat, not only about Wolfgang and his business, but also about the sector in which he operates in. But let let's start off with you, you Wolfgang. Um, Tell me a little bit. I've got a kind of a sneak preview. Obviously, we had a bit of a chat, so I'm kind of cheating. But you have got one of the most fascinating backgrounds I think I've ever come across in anybody. Um, it's very varied, but I think actually your backgrounds played a really important part in getting you to where you are right now. T- tell our listeners a little bit more about where you where you've come from through through to today. Well, um, as you said, uh, the background is is kind of. Uh varied um, but uh, it all started with economics and um, my plan was uh, getting into banking and finance uh, so I took that education um, but when I was finished with my master's in economics no bank here in in Norway actually wanted to to hire young and uh, upcoming uh, 
guys with uh, with uh, new education. So um, I uh, ended up in uh, in prison with the keys, of course, uh, and started working as a correctional officer in the Norwegian prison system. Um, and I specialized in anger management and stress stress management. So um, it kind of uh, wasn't the, the direction I, I started off on, uh, but I had some experience from the military and, and that kind of brought me into that business. But it, it all came down to actually working with people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, I got headhunted for the the largest commercial bank in Norway um, some years later, and uh, then I got to work with my my education as um, as of in banking and and financing, and uh, and did that for many years, uh, and got to learn a lot about uh, about the the banking and financing systems, and uh, it was quite an uh, uh, interesting period of time. And uh, at a certain point, uh, 10, 12, 12, 13 years ago, I lost both my parents to cancer. And that was kind of a breaking point in my, you know, also my career as well, because I, I got to think a little bit about putting thin, things into perspective, where we were going and what we were doing. And um, then I headed off in in consultancy and uh, and started off as a private entrepreneur, and uh, the rest is a, a history, as they say. <laughs> uh, and uh, here we are. So um, so, but it's uh, it's been an interesting journey. But uh, but like the yeah, I've, I've been working with people, and that's kind of what I've been doing. And I think that's the the got use of, of my education as well, but uh, but working with people is kind of where what I'm I'm doing today as well. Mm. Uh, still still being a CEO of a, of a company, but uh, it's all coming down to actually working with the right people. It is, and and you know, and, and um, we touched on your parents previously, and um, you know, and and sometimes I think seeing the biggest lessons or having the biggest lessons in your life often comes from adversity surrounding people whether that be new life people passing away and it kind of shocks your system doesn't it and you go actually am I on the right right path here particularly in that corporate world we'll talk a bit about that later um Mm. your correctional uh working in a prison in Norway I was I was sitting there thinking blimey can you imagine being an employee of Ventum Dynamics at appraisal time Daniel can you imagine that if you and I worked for for Wolfgang and we messed up and you've got Wolfgang doing your appraisal oh my god I'd be frightened (laughs) I would say I would I would love to be in prison and have Wolfgang take care of me that would be a you know a pleasure a lot more stressless than being an entrepreneur (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you're not you're not being an advocate now for an entrepreneur I'd love honestly I mean Wolfgang sent me a picture of his uh I guess prison warden or officer, prison officer days, and you actually look quite friendly. But I don't know whether that's more sinister. It's like, hold on, you're a prison officer, but you look friendly. So there's some undertone here that you're not re- revealing. But uh, no, brilliant background, and I think that people side again, you're dealing with the anger management. You know, it's all of these components. Everybody thinks, and we've you know spoken to other entrepreneurs that it's all swings and roundabouts and all lovely. 
but you guys, both of you would have seen the real raw side to what you do. And actually, if you've got, if you've been exposed to those hard moments, you know, you've, you, you're going to build loads of resilience. I've just touched on uh, Ventum Dynamics. Wolfgang, tell me a little bit more about Ventum Dynamics and, and the kind of a potted history of how the opportunity presented itself um, and, you know, where, where you are today with the business. Well, uh, Ventum Dynamics started off back in 2016 and it all came out of um, heating and ventilation kind of business because uh, my partner in Ventum, uh, Christopher, uh, he's running a heat and ventilation business as well. And uh, they were actually looking how to kind of make uh, uh, industrial building more climate neutral and how much energy do you really need to, to heat like uh, uh, industry building and that's not so much if you put that into heat and ventilation and uh, living here on the west coast of Norway we don't have too much sun all the time uh, but we have a lot of wind so it was kind of natural to think to, to look at the possibilities of actually harvesting some wind energy. And uh, they had to look at the conventional tree blade uh, type of wind turbines that you see everywhere, also offshore and, and uh, onshore type of wind. But it's hard to place a windmill on top of a building and actually be allowed to do it. So they had to think differently. And then they came out with the, with the 1.0 version of the Ventum turbine, which we have kind of evolved from since. Um, I came into the project a couple of years later. Uh, I did some other work for, for Christopher as well, uh, related to my my um, economics uh, background. And uh, and he asked me what I wanted for, for helping me out. And I said, uh, I know you're into this uh, renewable energy project but I went in on that one. And he said, okay, if, you're, if you can bring the money to actually push this forward, then you're in for it. And I, and I, I got the money. <laughs> and, and it's been like a really interesting story for us because it's, it's kind of escalated really quickly. And uh, it went from zero to 100 really quick. Um, so, so what we basically did, we took uh, we took the turbine that I started off with, which is a patented product today, and we we de develop it further. So, uh, so with the help of um, some friends in my network, we were able to to uh, get enough money to push this project really, really further, and uh, that's how I got to know uh, Daniel as well. Through his company, mm -hmm. Omnia Global, and yeah, we we are really on 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 the verge of breaking through. I think internationally and uh, and uh, and bringing this uh, unique product to um, to the people, which was basically what we were starting off as uh, a way to bring energy production to to average people or normal people, not only corporate systems. And big mm. business, but uh, as a, as a product for for everyone, that's basically where where what we wanted to do. Which segues nicely actually into my next question. I kind of 
I need you to give us a bit of a lesson now. Let's assume I'm an idiot. I'm not for the benefits of our listeners, but in this context, clean energy, you know, your your company goal is really simple. Clean energy for everyone, as you just mentioned. It's not just for the corporate. Yeah. Can you explain that in more detail and just give us a bit of an idea of what, what's the landscape as it is right now in the context of energy and where do you want to get us to over the next few years? Well, what, what we what we you look at if you look at uh, renewable energy for for especially into to wind energy, then you look at uh, large wind farms and and a lot of infrastructure, and you look at uh, high wind uh, type of uh, and large scale uh, type of farms offshore and onshore, and and that kind of takes away a little bit what we actually were looking for. Uh, more of that uh, disruptive, disruptive uh, type of energy production, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and we, we 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 saw that as a as a possibility to to actually make energy what we call in Norway short traveled. If if you are into production of uh, agriculture and stuff, you you're talking about short traveled potatoes and, and other stuff. And we wanted to make short travel energy. So you don't have to, to have a, a large infrastructure or or send energy to to miles of of uh, wire, but you actually make the energy where you where you need energy. And that was kind of the thing behind it. Uh, as of a product that you can have a deploy wherever you want. So if you need energy at your cabin or if you need energy at your private home or if you need energy in the middle of the jungle, then you don't need to build a lot of infrastructure to actually get that done. You you put it up like like if you compare it to solar panels, which oh. we are kind of in the same business there. Right, I see. So it, that's how you are going to make it for everyone. And obviously then from a kind of an ESG standpoint, you know, that that's, you know, places that are remote, places that the infrastructure would be deemed near on impossible. But why should there be that kind of difference, you know, across the world, particularly where no, we, nations we, need we, it? Yeah, we would actually try to make it available for everyone. Mm, yeah. And that's the whole idea behind it. So, so. Of course, we, we, we are able to make larger systems that could be used for corporate and industrial use. Mm-hmm. But uh, our main main kind of thought behind it was actually making energy accessible for everyone, uh, not only for the people living in, in like uh, developed countries and, and big mm-hmm. cities and, and things like that, but also for people that are not having energy at all today because they are living too far off the grid that it's possible and yeah, uh, that's that's kind of what we hope for for um, for our products to to be like a bridge between the developed uh, mm-hmm. industrial and and uh, and the developed world and also between the not so developed areas that need energy as well yeah brilliant yeah i mean it's um it boggles the mind, doesn't it, when you look at the inequalities that still exist and these sort of peaks of, you know, very developed worlds that are just, you know, storming ahead and then the, the gap between the countries that are just off the grid and that's that's what they what they know. So there's a lot of people actually dying from from uh, from smoke poisoning because they are using wood to to kind of make 
their food every day. And 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 still here we are uh, complaining about our internet access. I, I know, and we don't know how lucky we are. <laughs> yeah. So so there's yeah. there's a there's a lot of things to be done, and I think uh, Mental Dynamic Group are capable of kind of closing that gap a little bit, if not mm-hmm. totally. But we 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 I think we have a possibility to actually close the gap. Good. Somewhat. Um, from yes. our side, by the way. Yeah, absolutely, and that, and that that you know, keeping your your vision mission very simple. You you know what you you know what you're about, which is, you know, I think a big thing for for companies that are exponentially growing. Keep it simple, but ultimately, your your vision is uh, it's got that people element. It's got that human element, which is testament to you. And actually, you're you're living true by you know where what your background essentially. You know, it's not just let's make lots of money. D- Daniel, just bringing you in now from an investor slash funding perspective, how sort of hot is the energy sector right now? And in particular, businesses like Venton Dynamics that are sort of you know that ESG element, you know, giving back, bridging gaps in society. Um, you know, how how kind of what what what's the state of play with the sector and then businesses that really are going after that sort of ESG angle? I would say the uh, there's no doubt that the whole climate change movement and uh, the focus on green energy and, and um, rather large population uh, in the world, etc. Uh, it's there, there's a huge need for someone being innovative and, and trying to uh, create independent energy solutions. So um, once you've delivered, in this case, uh, wind or solar and etc., the the user can be independent from a from 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 anyone. You know, if you you if you go with a, a nuclear or something like that, you still have a super big dependent on a, a third party corporation or a government or someone to to kind of decide what this energy, whatever the cost might be, should cost anyway. So in this regard, you kind of give the um, the, the energy power to whoever is the client and they can run with it and they can do their own thing and be independent from uh, from anyone else which i think is a is, is massively important as well you know energy is one of the largest um you could say power magnets industries in the world so if if you need to scale something in this regard you need to have uh, any and all as your as your segment of, of client and if you go with uh, developing countries, uh, you have billions of people that you can technically serve, and your um, your appetite to do that should be in in the helping them. Not so much uh, how can we optimize our our earnings. And luckily, the market at the moment is seem to be benefiting, uh, or at least loving com- companies that are doing that. So mm-hmm. um, so from an investor perspective, there's a lot of liquidity in the market. There's a lot of uh, cheap liquidity in the market and an investor appetite for someone who actually would like to make a difference in the green energy and ESG sector. No doubt about that. Yeah. And and Wolfgang, just to sort of bring you in there, are you seeing sort of new businesses sort of popping up quite frequently that, that could potentially complement you or, you know, are you because obviously when, when you're running a business that's got that strong sort of social focus, I guess there's opportunity mm. for you to learn, team up, with other businesses, can you see that there's more and more businesses entering into the sector? Uh, it's, it's obvious. Uh, as of uh, yeah, last year, over 500 billion dollars were invested into 
kind of renewable energy sector. So so uh, even here in in the kind of um, oil capital of Norway, which has been like uh, having made Norway what it, it is today regarding the, the oil business, we, we see a lot of change here in the sector as well, and new companies coming up all the time. And, and of course, Ventum Dynamics Group is, is not a total solution for everything, but it's a complementary kind of product into other renewable energy products as well. So, so what we are mm. trying to do is kind of looking for partners, of course, in in that regard that we can kind of give a total solution for for the clients and then so uh, but but the appetite as as daniel says for for this type of investment are almost looking as endless at the moment people are are really kind of it is it's, it's getting up there and, and especially also today uh, regarding this new uh, climate report that was actually launched today um from the un which which really gives us a heads up it's it's kind of code red for the humanity at the moment and and this will also accelerate the change i think that's that's my personal thought about it but i think it's um it, it's going to be really really fast growing and yeah. and uh focused on on that type of um, of business in, in the years to come yeah absolutely i mean i think we're just so just so far behind and and you know when you think about i was listening to a talk by a lady called mary porter who's a retail guru in the uk and she's sort of got big agencies now and she was just saying you know tens of years ago you know no one spoke about the impact on anything no one cared it was just the bottom line it was all about you know growth and and now i think we've got a lot of catching up to do this isn't just oh this we need to do it it's like hold on we've we've done some damage we've got to catch up and you know and obviously then that's also linked to the you know the reputation of these corporates as well you know what are you doing and certainly that's what i'm seeing you know it's not just exist and deal with that later i mean D- daniel coming back to you again and we, we picked up on sort of um you know companies that wolfgang uh, may be looking to partner with to provide that total solution if there are um you know what 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 are investors uh, looking for if there's companies out there similar to fenton dynamics not necessarily in the same sort of market but you know can provide that you know a solution in this energy sector space um, and they're wanting to grow to a similar size. You know, what 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 are investors looking for from companies in this sector? Do you think? Well, I think the um, the market kind of dictates some of it, and then the political scene heavily dictates mm. uh, something as well. So, if if you were just um, you could say, if you're super logical about it, you would say, okay, well the Climate change isn't uh, it's not in like ten years. Everyone is is dead from uh, from uh, tsunamis and whatnot. Uh, eventually, cold fusion and all these types of technology would would definitely make the next kind of massive impact on the world. Uh, but problem is nobody has the patience to kind of wait for it. So mm-hmm. from a political scene and also from the investor scene, especially retail, uh, they want to see some immediate action and they want to see something that kind of works or brings us to a certain uh, point while we're waiting for these more, you would say, home run technologies that kind of one size fits all save the planet kind of energy sources. Um, so what the, 
where I kind of see both the investment market, but also the political market is moving towards, we need to do something on a continuous basis that will kind of satisfy everyone's panic attack, you know, and anxiety during nighttime, you know, <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> you know, um, the, the climate change kind of affects more people because we're a larger population, right? So um, people more, you know, live more dense, they live more closer to shoreline and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, when, when catastrophe hits, it, 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 it just impacts more people. So you need to do mm -hmm. something. Um, and, and, and if you can, so partnering up with Ventum is in wind. So obviously it would be logical to have something that is solar related and some energy storage. Energy storage is the, is one of the key factors that will make legs big leap. And that could be hydrogen mm -hmm. storage or something that, that would be more, um, that just, it's a very nice complementary access, right? Because you don't really decide when it, when the wind blows. So if you can store that energy and make it locally uh, in each house, you know, you'll, you'll, you know, you really have uh, done a, a, a great change and you can do that anywhere, which is, uh, you know, maybe for someone sitting in developed country doesn't really understand how important that is, but it's extremely important. Uh, so complementing the, the, the production of, 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 of green, non-dependent on third party uh, energy like wind and solar with storage of energy is definitely going to be a groundbreaking partnership. Uh, mm. Once, once you know, if you could just control all the developments of each phase so that it kind of, you know, <laughs> but that's the timing of these technologies obviously is, is what gets you. <laughs> no, of course. And it's that difficult piece, isn't it, that I, we seem to, you know, catastrophe is happening and, and uh, all around us, but it's almost when it's like the tsunami back in God knows what year it was over, over in Asia, you know, it was like, bam, that that shocked everybody. And we all seem to react to shock rather than let's do it in a logical sense. Yeah. I mean, Wolfgang, I know that you spend a lot of time in Dubai and I, I don't know if you saw in the, the news that they're, I forgive me for, for the inaccuracy, but they've developed something to help produce rain essentially over there. And, 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 you know, and so they're, they're cause they're going, well, it's so hot. I mean, only in Dubai, I guess that would yeah, happen, they, right? They do like, a lot is... of things in Dubai that you haven't seen before. And, uh, <laughs> and they, they, they build mountains to kind of gather clouds to, 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 to trying to change the weather. Actually, they have, uh, they have airplanes dropping off. God knows what in disguise to to make it rain. So, so that's artificial made, man made uh, type of things that um, could possibly work. But uh, I think the change need to be done with 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 a larger uh, kind of entity. And and I think uh, we we have a responsibility, everyone, to kind of change the way we live our lives because that's mm. that's basically what makes the most impact. Uh, not building a, a mountain of sand or, or dropping up some chemicals in the air, but actually um, looking into how we kind of use energy and how it's mm. distributed and, and things like that, which also, as Daniel says, energy storage, I, I believe, is the big next big thing because if you can store energy, then you can decide when to use the energy and you're not mm. so dependent on actually making that energy which is kind of setting off these co2 emissions and, and making a lot of problems for the environment so so there, there's a lot of things to 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 uh, to do to look at and um and and as i said earlier we are we are just trying to be a little piece of that puzzle and uh, closing the gap a little bit
Mm-hmm. Or, or indeed a major catalyst. It may be small, but it may be a major catalyst. And I think it's if you can then partner up to create the bigger solution. Because yeah, I, I sense that you know there's we are in danger of sticking a plaster on things, so to speak, rather than changing the fundamentals, which is behaviour, attitude lifestyle you know and I know the next generation are much more well few generations they're much more savvy and aware and you know even down to the companies they work for you know they go well what's your commitment to the environment and if they're not committed or showing that i.e it's just marketing speak they're not interested they go no this is I want to to do good be good and live completely different to how my mum dad grandparents did because I now know more than what they did and and maybe it's a it's a knowledge knowledge piece just um you mentioned earlier in a discussion about um you know the people element and that really shines through and you know how kind of you've you've been focused on that and certainly your background and dealing with anger management and seeing the raw side of life uh, has taught you a lot um about people um one assumes obviously that also links to yourself because you can't learn about people without learning about yourself, in my view anyway. Are there sort of three things that you've learned that you could pass on to other entrepreneurs about making that switch from the corporate world to running a business? Because I feel like you came into your own when you did that. I mean, is there three things that you've learned about people yourself doing that? Well, you 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 learn a lot of things about yourself when, when you actually quit doing the safe and and uh, typical A4 type of thing um, because that's kind of jumping in the deep end of the pool mm-hmm. without uh, without uh, floaters. Um, but um, if 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 I should kind of restrict myself to three things, uh, I I think it would be you need to commit to the task. You need to be committed to what you're doing. That's that's the primary thing. Uh, and you have to believe 100% in the product. Mm-hmm. And and you need to trust the process. And that's kind of three elements that I think everyone that's, that's kind of starting as an entrepreneur, you need to do these things to, to actually pull through. Um, if you lack one of, of, of each, then you will start doubting either the product or yourself. Uh, and if you start doubting the process, then nothing will happen. So, um, but, but, and, and, and if you're looking kind of at, at the people view of things, and I need, it's, it's possible to, you, you need to bring people that brings wind into yourselves. That's basically mm-hmm. what you need to do. So if you bring a lot of wrong people, you're not moving anywhere. But if you bring the right people that actually bring some wind into yourselves, then you will move forward and you will be successful. I feel like there's a marketing strap line in there with that that last sentence, Wolfgang. That's really nicely put. Bring people who bring wind to your sails. I mean, you know, it's even though you are, you know, kind of you're the vision you're the mission so to speak everybody's there with a different part of it that makes it happen but also you know look you're going to have 
off days. And actually, that's then when you mm. look to the people who are going, come on, Wolfgang, what's the matter? Let's crack on. You need that as well, don't you? Because otherwise, it's a, yeah. it's a lonely existence. And, and I think the trust bit is funny, you know, trust the process. Daniel was mentioned, you know, from an investor standpoint, they kind of there's this almost slight impatience, you know, I want to see something. So you're you're kind of bat- batting against the sort of the wind, which is, come on, crack on, we need to see something, but you've got to trust that process, which might take time. I mean, if you experience frustrations along the way, Wolfgang, where you thought, oh my God, do I trust this process? And has it always yeah. been as as not you're not making it simple, but it sounds you're very wise with it. Have you had those moments of doubt in your mind? Uh, you, I think as a uh, private entrepreneur, you, you have those thoughts all the time. And, mm-hmm. and it's how, how you process the thoughts and how you kind of... If, you, if you're telling, if, you, if, you, if you're talking about everything that's going to happen, then, then you will have a problem. So you kind of need to address the problems before you open your mouth or else you will get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, as I t- told my, my partner in Gym Dynamics, Dynamics, uh, I, I, <laughs> I will tell you what, everything that's been happening regarding everything when we're finished. Because if I would have told <laughs> you now, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't have had any good night's sleep for the last, <laughs> last couple of years. <laughs> I like that so style. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, so it's kind of a, it's, it's an ongoing process, of course. But uh, but mm-hmm. but what you learn going down that road is kind of you you need to you need to to trust uh, the process and and believe what you're doing. If not, there's there's no use doing anything, kind oh, of thing. Completely. And and that sort of yeah. it's it's taking uncertainty and and becoming friends with it you know because that's life isn't it you don't know what's around the corner but if you let it dominate that will then filter into your people that will filter into your product that will filter Mm -hmm. into everything and then suddenly you go well do I believe in what I'm passionate about and you know and that's the key component passion right it might take longer it might mess up along the way but if the passion is evident and you believe and you're hopeful you'll get there you know so Mm -hmm. no it's great it's great thank you for those three takeaways I'm going to put both of you on the spot now Okay, so I'm going to start with Daniel. Um, give me one prediction, Daniel, when it comes to the energy sector. I hope you don't steal Wolfgang's here because this will be slightly awkward. Give me one <laughs> prediction. We'll have a bit of an argument then. We'll have to just make one up. Yeah. But give you me have a prediction. to add this after. <laughs> yeah, you'll just, oh, quick, I've got to think of another one. A prediction for when it comes to the energy sector over the next five years and a sort of a trend that you think might develop obviously you've mentioned the storage of energy but and obviously that can be it but is there anything you can you can think of and expand on well i think the the interest in the market will grow is significantly over the next five years because there's been these political deadlines of 2050 and uh, now the COVID relief program came out and they set aside over 400 billion euros just in europe alone for green and renewable energy sector um so There'll definitely be a lot more interest in this sector going forward. Um, and I think if we're so lucky that the attention, instead of having you know Europe uh, lower its, uh, its, its warmth in, in half a degree over the next 100 years, that you focus a little bit more on, uh, you know, you can see this uh, um, problem in Germany with the uh, uh, water sweeping away people's homes and there's 100 people mm-hmm. died. Um, uh, and, and and Wolfgang also mentioned in, in 
in the continent of Africa, you have 100 people dying every day from indoor climate because they heat their houses up with coal inside without any ventilation. So, when, you know, hopefully over the next five years, the focus starts to where do we create the biggest impact versus just chasing corporations to being greedy uh, big companies, mm-hmm. right? So where, where can we actually make the biggest difference? And, and if, if we're so lucky that the world changes to, okay, let's, uh, let's focus on where we can make that big change instead of um, uh, in, in Paris agreements, uh, it, it, I, I think there will be a, a massive, massive change over the next five years because you can't do a lot right now. You just need mm-hmm. to create, you know, give more people uh, power to the small entrepreneurs that actually have solutions and mm-hmm. less on political scale, but just like innovative entrepreneurs do their thing and step out of the way, basically. And if you want to give them 400 billion euros to, to try and go ahead, I think that's a really good idea. Just don't make too much uh, bureaucracy around it. Just give it to them and let mm. them do their thing. <laughs> then the world yeah, will be a better that's... place. <laughs> you know. oh, it's that political element, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's that it's power. It's that's the that's the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, green way, energy really, is uh, green energy is very it's very uh, political um, um, motivated. Uh, uh, so it, it is a little bit of a different industry mm. than many others. Uh, and and if, and uh, doing that, you know, playing the game the right way would would create a big difference. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's one of the few industries where you actually do create instant. You can create instant value for people, uh, and the generation yeah. C's and Y's are very focused on that. Uh, so I hope that will gen- that will create a big momentum in the next five years. I'm sure of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Wolfgang, um, anything from a trend standpoint, anything that you obviously you're at the coalface, so to speak, well, not literally, obviously, given what you do, but what, what, what is there a trend that you can see sort of occurring over the next sort of five years or so? Well, um, as, as uh, Daniel says, a lot of these things are, are kind of uh, put into motion by, by governments and political kind of thoughts around it. And I, I think I think we will see more incentives from the governments regarding changing uh, from traditional type of energy use to to renewable energy use, and and I think that will will actually make a lot of difference as well, uh, making it kind of affordable for people to to start producing their own energy. Uh, so destructive energy production, I think, will be be a trend that is is coming. And and uh, are, are kind of growing. Uh, people putting solar panels on the roofs. People putting type of phantom dynamics turbines on the roofs as well. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, but but uh, but I, I think uh, that that will be uh, a trend. Uh, and also kind of bringing energy to to areas where where there's no energy today. Uh, not for kind of the energy use itself, but you you can get type of uh, information and education and everything kind of connects um, with the with the possibility of internet connection and and, and everything. So it, it has a big impact and could could be like life changing experience for people that are are not connected to the grid today. So uh, mm. so. Uh, there's there's a lot of things happening uh, and and it's, it's hard to say specifically, but I think um, um, 
for for the next five years, you will see a big, big change in in the way we use energy as well, yeah. and and people actually kind of being more thoughtful about their energy usage because mm-hmm. you know the impact of of where the energy is coming from and what what is needed to be done to get that energy. So. So, uh, but definitely also energy storage, as, as Daniel says, um, has a lot to do with this. So um, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting journey. It is, and I think you know, sitting here in my house, that's you know, I can heat up and you know, turn the heating off and cook and whatnot. You know, I put my hands up and say I'm I'm ignorant in the sense of you know I, I see energy usage and shoot me now I go oh God that's that's an expense you know I want it but it's an expense you know I've got no knowledge and I say no knowledge I've got knowledge of my providers but not to the extent that I should and I I think honestly you know if you go back to school education you know when we're learning about I don't know what they teach now in science but you know it it should be a core component you know it's and it's probably under that banner of your duty to the environment as a small individual and as you grow up what that looks like and what you can do you know we're just we're just taught, taught you know listen in English and maths because you want to go and work in the city in finance. I mean, you know, then it all starts going wrong, doesn't it, when you end up there? But it's I'm ignorant, you know, and 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 I fear my son's five, you know, that, that's not featuring for him. You know, he's not going to have that awareness. And so I think that that, you know, if you can as Daniel mentioned, you've got these entrepreneurs, let them get on with it, increase this awareness, let them illustrate that solutions can happen. And actually, there's autonomy with at an individual level, it's it's political, it'll always be political, but actually, we're going to empower you at an individual level. And actually, it'll be better for you in a multitude of ways, whether it be cost, efficiency, you know, giving back, it ticks a number of boxes. I think that's that's a strong solution um thank you both for those those trends we'll we'll um we'll call you on those over the next five years see whether see whether they come true final question wolfgang and we ask everybody the same question because it always picks up some some great answers is there one thing that you wish you'd have known 10 years ago that you now know there are so many things just one just one <laughs> Uh, well, you don't have to please everybody. That's kind of a big one. Uh, and I think uh, you need to get older to really appreciate, understand that question. Um, because uh, growing up and uh, and kind of establishing yourself in society, you had tend to to try to please everyone. And uh, when you get a little bit grayer in the hair and a little bit older mm-hmm. you kind of understand that um, you have to you have to kind of do do your own thing mm. and and, uh, and and stay true to that and not try to 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 please everybody else because that will get you kind of nowhere um, not everybody that smiles necessarily wants to be your friend so choose wisely yeah, I'll, I'll put you know monotone face. No, no, you're, you're you're totally right in that respect, Wolfgang. You know, I think we we run around pleasing, and I guess particularly when you're establishing a company, 
you know you want yeah. to get that constant positive feedback and let's be blunt you know you want to get that sort of acknowledgement and and you know uh, sort of tick box and everything but of course there's a there's a there's a lot of um sheep dressed in wolves clothing as, as us brits say and and you know you, you kind of go do you know what doesn't matter it's another day tomorrow so so great great piece of advice and um and and i really really appreciate your time that folks is the end of today's episode so thank you wolfgang and daniel for your time today i've really learned a lot and um and that's always a good thing and you know and, and actually spurred me on to go actually i need to go back educate myself because it's you know look it's small incremental steps isn't it you know it's not necessarily you know big overnight things so Thank you both for your time. I hope I hope you've enjoyed today, Wolfgang, Daniel. Yes, um, I always I'm do. Pleased to, to yeah. Good, good, good. It wasn't it wasn't too too scary. Well, look, thank you again, and listeners, thank you once again for tuning in. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye.